0: If you could build a business in the modern world as big or as small as you want, without having to compromise the things that were the most important to you in the very beginning. This is the Wealthy Consultant Talks podcast with Taylor Welch and Mike Walker. As they share with you today, their learning lessons from stories in their experiences over the past 10 to 15 years and share with you right here, right now. Let's get into it all right.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Mike Walker here with Mr. Taylor Welch, the Wealthy Consultant Podcast. Excited to talk to you today about something that's near and dear to my heart. I know it is for Taylor as well. And if you are a business owner, then it damn well should be very close to your heart as well. And the question is the topic, why are your clients leaving? Scary one. It's a heavy one. I don't know. I'm feeling a little bit heavy and burdened here but i know we're going to unweight people's shoulders because we're going to give them some actionable ideas of what the hell they can do to solve this problem
0: feel a little bit queasy i know, you know just I like know. uh maybe we should just quit early this is one
1: of the ones that you sit at the bar and talk about so let's just imagine we're at the bar and we're talking about why are my clients leaving i know i've experienced that i know that you've experienced that it's part of the game but there are things that you can do so let's talk about the things that we can control the things we can do about it
0: yeah to put things into context i've probably lost more clients than most people have ever acquired in clients i've probably lose more clients in a year than most people acquire in their lifetime so i'm super accustomed to I didn't qualify. I'm qualified to talk about why clients leave. And uh, you know, after saying it, I'm like, is that something that I want to be qualified to talk about? I don't know. <laughs> it's like uh it's like I've had more divorces than it no, no, no. You don't want no, to no, no. be qualified. No, it's like in that. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, dude. You know, like yeah,
1: most home runs, but most strikeouts too. That's just how it how it works.
0: It's almost like a byproduct of uh of size and of of this. Significance of your impacts because I think that I had to answer this question and we'll get into points and stuff here in a minute. But I had to answer this question when I was really first starting to grow. It's probably 2017, 18 era, because my consultancies were getting big. And when something gets big, the percentages scale. So you know, we I went from having like a dozen clients to having a dozen clients a week and when you have a dozen clients maybe one of those clients isn't happy or they don't get what they need or maybe they sometimes clients leave cuz they got what they needed. It's not cuz they're unhappy It's they like they got yeah. what they needed, they don't need you anymore. Yeah. And I would I went from, you know, one out of 10 or one out of 12 to uh, you know, four or five a month because of the size and volume and I had to answer this question. Um I was talking with the mentor of mine at the time. And he said, would you rather have 100 people that you help and uh, Ten of them end up moving on, or would you rather have a million that you help and a hundred thousand of them move on? It's like mm-hmm. the percentages are the same, but the only way to really scale your impact sometimes is to let the percentages scale with the impact. And so I think that is something that you have to grow accustomed to. And the biggest thing right off the bat for me has been disconnecting how I feel about myself with how other people feel about me. Because if you take your cues on your net worth or your net value, you take your cues from what the market thinks about you, you're always in for a roller coaster. Always, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and just just like you
1: said, understanding that, hey, look, as things scale up, all numbers scale, right? It, it's not just the, the green in the bank that scales. Everything scales problems, people, <laughs> you name it, right? Phone calls, emails, people leaving, everything goes up with it. So then you just really want to watch the ratio. What's that percentage?
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, 100%. By far and away, the best thing that we've ever done for client retention has been something called revolving pricing, a revolving price or a revolving curriculum. This isn't something that we teach about often. And in fact, it's something that's reserved for our higher level, like MDC type clients. Um, when you get revolving relationship and revolving pricing going, it allows people to begin to, to view you as a confidant and a source of truth and uh, almost a source of thinking for their ongoing development in their business or in their life, rather than just a quick, simple fix which, if you're in a fix-it business, you're almost in a commodity business yeah. because once you fix it, it's you it's done. It all yeah, hundred percent. Whereas when you become a, a confidant or a true like long-term partner with the people that trust you, then you're not just a fix-it, but you're a thinker and you're fixing and thinking, and it becomes revolving. And we're not gonna we don't have time to teach about that today, uh, but yeah. that's definitely the biggest thing that we teach our clients. Maybe we can just go through the biggest list that that the biggest things we see when it comes to why clients leave and why you're losing clients. If you are wondering what's going on, you might check yourself on these three things and um, I'll let you start and then we can just kind of carry it from there. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, the, the biggest
1: things to me, I mean, God, like you said, there's so many, but just no innovation, like it's not, it's just stagnant. So they may learn for a while, but eventually they're going to, they're going to tap the top of their growth curve in that environment. And if you're not evolving, then they're not going to keep evolving with you. And so that's as consultants, as what we do as subject matter experts. Like you said, we're their confidant they' and they are our client, not a, necessarily just a customer, but a client, somebody that they depend on to help them get to the next level. And that S-curve learning, where eventually things kind of plateau and now it requires another growth curve. Um, if you're not doing it,
0: they're certainly not going to stick around for it. So innovation yeah. is, is critical for sure. How many times do you ask a client when they're hopping in or working with us, when's the last time you've updated your systems and they're like, uh, years ago or never? Yeah, or go, What systems? Yeah. <laughs> So yeah. you know, we try to, we try to update and, and we're not rehauling everything all the time, but there's always something that you can optimize and you can innovate on and you can fix. And so we're, we're updating things on a monthly basis. There's no such thing in business as set it and forget it. Those wow. are the, those are the graveyards of business. Because if imagine doing that in the car industry, you know, set it and forget it, just build the assembly line. Then you got Tesla coming out and they're gonna eat your lunch. And so a lot of these auto manufacturers are like now they're having to be, they're being pulled along by the innovative players. And I think that you just have a choice to make. You know, you can be uh, you know, imagine four or five years ago, you could be, you know, Volkswagen or you could be Tesla and I realize when when we say that there are probably traders that listen to this are like, well, Volkswagen has more money. It's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. The point is you can be the instigator of reform or you can be the subject of forced reform. And what we've always tried to be is we want to be the instigator. We want to be the people that are on the cutting edge. And uh, if you are not on the cutting edge, people will eventually leave to find the people who are on the cutting edge. The second thing is a, uh, a lack of safety inside of your client groups. And this is something that I think is just needs to be touched on. The larger your ego is as a business owner, the larger your ego is as an entrepreneur, the less safe people will feel as they grow up and blossom up through your organization. I don't know uh, if this is something that you would have put on the top of your list, Mike, but it's something that I've seen a lot. And I think that it needs to be talked about because a lot of clients come to us because they grew to a certain point, then they grew past the person that was teaching them and the ego prevented them from learning new things. And so they had to find someone else, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Super relevant for sure. And just dealing with, you know, subject matter experts in general, they're typically very, um, you know, well skilled at their, at their craft and everything that they do. They're used to being the person with all the answers. They're used to being the one that's the shot caller and this and that. So to be put into an environment where, Hey, look, You may actually be told that you need to do things differently or bring on new ideas or challenge your old paradigms. That's not always comfortable. And as people get more and more used to being the boss in their own business, it can be challenging for people to come in and be told that, Hey, you know what? You're kind of blowing it. You need to change things. So yeah, Yeah. it's people's ability just to accept that. I think most people are, you know, they, they, that's why they come to us, right? That's why NBC is what it is today because of that, the realization, but as you and I both know, there's plenty of people that come in and they realize, wait a second, I thought I was, I had all the answers. I just needed some new widget, some new ninja strategy that was going to fix everything when actually it's far more fundamental than that.
0: Yeah, 100%. One of the other things you said before we hit record was, you know, onboarding sucks and things like that. And I think this ties into the third piece, which is just the insecurity and indecision uh, of, of people in general. You know, we try to, you know, when we're onboarding any client at any level, whether that is for MDC or whether that's for one of our lower level products we try to remove as much of the confusion and the insecurity as possible um i i wrote this in one of our team memos that uh healthy clients is really a byproduct of healthy team mm-hmm. and so if our team is insecure and our team isn't is indecisive and our team doesn't know what we're doing or where we're trying to get to or what we're what we're reaching for then our clients are not they're going to reflect client reflects the environment and the exposure that they have uh, to their surroundings. And so this third piece is just insecurity and indecision. And it's really the job of the business leader, the founder, the coach, the executive, the consultant to make sure all of the systems inside of a business help erase indecision and erase uncertainty and erase insecurity and erase that lack of control so that clients can be confident, secure, and directionally certain. Uh, I don't know if there's anything that you would add to that. In fact, you probably have like 10 other things that you would add to this list, so feel free to do that, but these would be the top three.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, I think it's, it's good that, like you said, we can go down into tactics and strategies and this and that, but at the end of the day, like you said, as a consultant, as a coach, subject matter expert, Guru, whatever you want to be, at the end of the day, people are looking for security. They're looking for the lighthouse in the storm. You know, that's what they anchor themselves to and, and guide themselves by is like somebody that is stable and has the answers or at least directional <laughs> guidance as to where they should be going amongst everything else. As business owners, it can be pretty uh, daunting out there, you know, and, and things are changing so fast. So to be able to find somebody, that has stability that actually has clear thought um, amongst all the static, I think is really attractive. So as a business owner, if you can be that for your audience, people will just naturally grab onto that because that's what nobody has. Everyone's just so freaked out, you know, just death scrolling their their phones with all these different ideas that if you can be the stable you know um, anchor in their life, then you become a, just a natural ally and they're not going to leave that. Like who leaves the safe harbor in a storm? Nobody. But if you're no longer the safe harbor,
0: then peace out, they're gone. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Any other words of wisdom before we wrap up? Keep these short and sweet.
1: Yeah, no, this is good. I I like this. And this isn't just a topic that it's, like you said at the top, it's not static. It's always gonna change. What works a month ago is gonna change next month. And just, you need to evolve and you need to um, stay on this thing, you know? Um, It's just part of the game. Love your clients and figure it out. Crazy novel
0: thought, huh? Yeah, novel, novel. All right. Adios, everyone. See you next week. See you guys.